Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Jason Wright with us, the founder of Intentionally Inspirational. Jason is from Martinsville in Indiana, very close to Indianapolis, and he's going to help us talk about Intentionally Inspirational and what he does as a digital agency, especially around sales funnels and such. So welcome, Jason. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got uh, two businesses and stay pretty busy with that. I've got a wife and kids. Um, I'm not doing that stuff. I'd love to be outside. Hunting, fishing, and golf are kind of my big uh, my big passions at this point in life. So that's from, that's me in a nutshell from a real high level. Awesome. You mentioned two businesses, so Intentionally Inspirational is one. What's the yeah. other one? The other one's pretty boring. It's uh, called Custom Linen Products, and we just we make uh, birthing bed sheets for hospitals, so very specific type of sheet. A uh, good thing about it, it's pretty much recession-proof. People are always having babies, so we're always uh, fulfilling those orders. So it's the opposite of uh, my main business. There's no technology. It's very old school. It's uh, manual labor and uh, just kind of been around for a long time. So for okay. now, we've got that as well. Yep. It's pretty important, though, <laughs> birthing bed yeah. sheets, right? Yep. So, so do you make it in the U.S. or? Oh, yeah, we work? make it We make it here in, in uh, Morgan County, Indiana. So, yeah, we buy the raw materials and then we've got um, different forms that we, you know, we fit to, different uh, mattress patterns, and we sew it and elastic it and ship it out. So, yeah, all made here. So, Jason, have you always been from Indiana? Are you from there? Yes, I'm from the west side of Indianapolis. I was born, you know, maybe 45 minutes north of where I live now. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about your your uh, career graph or career path. How did you find yourself into what you're doing today? Where did you begin? Yeah, the entrepreneurship piece, if I go way back, started when I was about 14 years old. Uh, my passion back then was fishing. Loved fishing more than anything in the world. And fortunately, I could walk to a pond pretty close to my house, about a four-minute walk. And I always wanted all the, the latest tackle. And at a certain point, my mom's like, you've got enough stuff. Like You've got more than anybody else I know. Um, so if you want more, like you're going to have to find a way to earn money and buy it yourself. Like I'm not buying anymore. So I was like, man, that's unacceptable. There's all this new stuff out. I need to get it. So uh, I jumped on the, the family lawn tractor and went to uh, three of my neighbors who I'd known my whole life and uh, they just never kept their yards up well. And I said, Hey, can I do this for you? 25 bucks a week. And all of them said, yeah. So I had this little lawn business, uh, all within sight of my house. I cut three yards a week for 75 bucks. I'd ride my bike up to the sporting goods store and buy all the lures I wanted. So that's that was kind of my first taste of entrepreneurship. Um, you know, went through school, got out of high school. Uh, first job out of high school, I was uh, full-time. I was changing oil, which I hated. I was like, this sucks. You know, I'm hot. I always smell like oil. My fingernails are always dirty. Um, I don't want to do this. So my girlfriend's father at the time said, hey, why don't you cut grass? I said, oh, I've done that before. Uh, let me try that again. So. Started a landscaping company, uh, was able to quit the oil job pretty quick and, uh, you know, grew it up to a nice business over the next, uh, six to seven years. And I was in college. So I got to a point where it's like, do I get the degree or do I hire a second crew and grow the business? So everybody told me, get the degree. So I shut it down. I remember shutting it down and I was like, this doesn't feel right. And I got the degree, um, got a master's, went into corporate world for about seven years. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And my wife's like, you don't have a choice. I was like, you always have a choice. It might, but not, might not be a fun road, but you always have a choice. 
And my issue was that uh, I would get in a company and get in a role and I'd always want to do more and they wouldn't allow me to do more. I would even say, I'll do it for free. Can I have this responsibility? And people would never let me do it because they would feel threatened by it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need the creative freedom um, to make money or I'm going to, I'm going to die inside. I'm going to lose my mind. So i um, kind of organized a plan to get out of uh, corporate America. It's making about 80 grand a year at the time, maybe a little bit more with bonuses. And I said, Hey, I'm going to sell these magazines in neighborhoods. I'm going to recover my income in three months and then I can work for myself. My wife's like, what about insurance? What about taxes? The same thing everybody worries about. So oh, it'll be fine. So she agreed, which is really strange because she's not an entrepreneur. Uh, quit my job and failed horribly. I was out of money in two and a half months. Uh, had to beg a family member to buy us groceries. So I was like, I have no money coming in. So my low point was uh, 90 bucks a week working at FedEx. Um, got insurance from my wife that didn't even cover what we needed to cover. So I was in a really bad spot. But um Fought my way out of it. You know, I went back to corporate America, kept working on intentionally inspirational, trying to figure out what does this mean? What is it? What am I going to do? And it was just a blog at first. It was an inspirational blog, encouraging people to quit the nine to five, stuff like that. But I hadn't been successful at it myself. So uh, eventually I learned a little bit of marketing to get my blog out in front of more people. And I started noticing specifically on Upwork that people were looking for help with the same stuff I just figured out. For example, I got click funnels and I got active campaign and people were like, hey, I'm looking for somebody to help me set this up. And I was like, okay. So I'd land a job here and there and make some money. I'd be like, hmm, I wonder if I could, I wonder if there's full-time opportunity out there in this. And there wasn't for a while until I really figured out my niche. And uh, long story short, another year back, another year and a half in uh, corporate America, and then I was finally able to quit my job in the mortgage industry and do what I'm doing now. So you mentioned you went to college. So what did you study? Yeah, so my bachelor was, was in organizational leadership and supervision. I've always been a people person. I'm still a people person. Uh, in my mind, that would be helpful for sales, HR, or management. And those are all three things I did in corporate. So that made sense to me. The master's for me was a waste of money, huge waste of money. So um, a, a master's like an MBA or an MSM, what I have, I think they're just so common now. I don't think they give you a ton of advantages in the regular kind of business world that, that I was in. You know, it's certain things like teaching, you know, it does make a difference. But for me, it was just, uh, it was just a bad decision for me personally. So, so when you, when you look at, uh, education, right, let's spend a minute there. So, yeah. you know, obviously, uh, you, you know, you, you're probably, how long has it been since you've done your master's? Well, let's see. My son is 14 and he was like itty bitty baby. So I would say probably had it 11, 12 years, something like that. Yeah. So, so you, you know, there was a time when getting a coveted degree, uh, you know, would, would, was more or less considered a guarantee for a job. Oh, yeah. And now we live in a totally different world. A lot of, right. uh, freelancers out there, a lot of specialized skills out there, a lot of kids actually debating whether go to go to college or not. And a lot of other people, there, there's a whole ton of coaches out there encouraging people to quit college and pursue something. Yeah. What, what's your take on that? You know, with the shift, the dynamic shift that we have seen over the years, how do you feel about that? It depends what you want to do. So if you want to be uh, in accounting, go to college. If you want to be a doctor, go to college. You have no choice, right? If you want to be a lawyer, go to college. If you want to run your own business, college isn't going to help you with that. I mean, it might give you some of the hard skills about this is how you um, you do you know, some of the books and this is the business plan and stuff. But to be actually successful as an entrepreneur who creates something for nothing, college is not going to help you with that. 
because that requires mental toughness, belief in what you're doing, resiliency, figuring out who you're serving, what their journey is, things you're not going to learn in a classroom. So I'm speaking from experience, no theory there. So my answer is it really depends what you want to do. General studies, don't waste your money. What's that going to do for you? Nothing. I've never met somebody with a general studies degree that's been like, this thing changed my life. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not how it works. So uh, the, the people will argue with me. It's fine. Everybody can have their own opinion. But uh, my, like what I tell my kids, my son's looking at college now. It's like, depends what you want to do. So Now, the 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 birding sheets business that you talked about, was yep. that something that was always there in your family? Or how did that come about? Yeah, so my my uh, in-laws owned it for a long time, and we bought it from them a few years ago. So something my wife uh, grew up knowing how to do. It's It's nothing that... I would see and buy into now, especially I like uh, location independent businesses, no manual labor. I like my main business much better, to be honest with you. So, yeah. So, do you, do you uh, supply throughout the country? Yes, yeah, so we pretty much feed um, a couple of distributors who then feed the end customer. So, yeah. Yep. And how involved is your wife in the business? Uh, with that business, quite a bit. So, her and a, another contractor do all the manufacturing. So, I take care of accounting, um, what little customer service there is. We don't really do any marketing or sales for it. So you mentioned you spent quite a bit of time in the corporate world before you made the shift. You know, you you, yeah. you spent time, you came out, you went back in, then you came out again. Yep. Uh, you know, the second time in, you know, obviously the first time in, uh, you once you came out, you went back in because, you know, you tried something, you, you were not finding the success that you wanted and you just had to make ends meet. So you went back yeah. in. Yep. And then you came back out again. So yep. what what was that transition like, yep. kind of going back in and coming out? And how, how long did it take for you to really say, yeah, now I can more or less do what I want to do? Yep. So going back in, um, it, it was, uh, you know, I don't want to say I'm a super proud person, but it, it hurt my pride pretty bad because I had all these people, like most people do, saying, you're an idiot. You can't do this. What are you thinking? What about your family? And then when people knew I went back, they were like pointing a finger at me laughing family, friends, neighbors, humiliating, but I realized that I literally had no other choice. So um, I've always loved this quote by Frank Sinatra, the best revenge is massive success. And I wouldn't say I've had massive success yet because everybody finds that different, but I've been pretty successful. Like it's working great. Nobody, what's funny is those people now never ask me about business. They never say, how's it going? They don't want to talk about it, mm -hmm. which I think is, it just makes me giggle. So, um, I think some of my neighbors who are newer think I'm a drug dealer because I don't ever leave the house. Yet I'm outside <laughs> cutting the grass on a Tuesday at 10 or whatever. And, you know, people just, um, they just have no idea what I'm into. But uh, it did not come easy, my friend. So when I got into corporate America the second time, my mentality was every day when I'm not working, eating or sleeping, I'm figuring it out online. This is going to work. And when I started to figure out the lane, okay, I can make money doing this and I'm starting to see the consistency. It was very empowering. I became very confident. Actually, did better in my day job. I was in sales the, the whole time when I came back uh, through di three different companies. I'd make it about six months, and then I'd have to leave. I just couldn't couldn't do it. But I was actually at CarMax, and I really liked the company, and I was selling cars. But um, it was so far away that it was like two hours and some change a day just for the commute. And I was like, God, if I lived closer, I could make more money. And everybody there was interesting. I had my podcast. I was making good money part-time, but everybody there believed in me, which is kind of neat. It was like people went from, yeah, right, yeah, you and everybody else to, man, this guy might actually make it. And it was kind of cool. And then my last job on that second stand, I was in the mortgage industry, 
And like my, uh, my boss really believed in me. He's like any time now. So I remember it was like January and I, I'm bad with the years. Um, let's see, it's probably uh, almost three years ago. Um, I remember in January, I started making more with my business than I was making in my day job. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know how far I go before I jump. Like, I don't, what if I screw up again? And in March, my wife came to me and she said, you need to quit your job. And I was like, what, what do you mean? She's like, it's time to see what you can do with this business. I was like, oh, you've seen enough that you think it'll work? She's like, maybe. I'm like, all right. So I put in my notice and like the people I worked with were like celebrating for me. So I left there and I was just a runaway train. So I, I was able to put in the time I needed to, to grow the things and learn the things and do the things I needed. So yeah, I've been full time almost uh, three years now. And, uh, you know, this has been a weird year, but man, business right now is scary strong. It's overwhelming actually. So it's pretty awesome. So yep. tell, tell us what, what all do you do under, uh, intentionally inspirational? Yep. So the core business is, um, you know, we, we help people build sales funnels in a language they can understand, right? Fancy marketing jargon just turns people away. So like, I have no idea. It's a very overwhelming space, but we kind of teach the sales funnel in three ways. We've got the front end, which is the web pages you see, um, that interact with. We've got the back end where the magic is and then we've got the traffic. Um, I, I no longer do paid traffic for clients. I stopped doing that about a month ago. I was just like, I don't want to do it, but I still understand it and I still teach people what it is. Um, so I'm platform specific is what makes me very niche. I use ClickFunnels for the front end. I use Active Campaign for the back end. So almost everybody that comes to me is looking for help with uh, one or both of those platforms. Um, some people come to me just for digital marketing strategy. And then I do offer um, you know, coaching for other entrepreneurs as well um, and some things like that. But that's the core business. Um, there is an agency that I have specifically for active campaign as well. I don't ever heard of another one. So that's newer and that's also very niche. And what's funny about that, now that I'm saying this, is people would always say, oh, you have to have a niche. You have to have a niche. And I would say, what industry do you serve? And I'd be like, all of them. They're like, that's terrible. It'll never work. I'm telling you, it works really well. But. The way I set my prices, I'm going to repel the people that can't afford much. And those are the annoying clients and get the people with money who let you actually do what you're hired to do. So it works out great. But yeah, I'm a platform specific funnel agency, basically. So is this more or less uh, recurring clients that you have or do they come for uh, one shot, set me up and I'll run with it? Well, it's funny you ask. It's a great question. Um, a lot of it turns into some kind of recurring work. And here's why. If you don't know how to build it when you come to me and I build it to you and then walk away, what happens 30 days down the road when you have a question, you want to make a tweak, you're like, I have no idea. So I found that um, what's made this business grow is uh, the repeat business, the referral business, and me having ongoing options that make sense. So it took me a while to figure out, okay, what kind of recurring options actually can I deliver on that can you to give value? First, it was Facebook ads. Then it was click funnels and I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do monthly to make this thing work. And I figured out the monthly piece is active campaign. So uh, another big piece of what I do since I work with uh, two specific platforms is there's a uh, passive income I generate by setting people up these accounts. So that's recurring revenue as well. So there's uh, basically like six major income streams that we've got in this business. Do you offer turnkey services as well? So, you know, the, the reason I ask is that there's two things, right? There's the creative component of anything that you do. There's the technical, yep. co technical component. Not everybody's savvy at both. 
most of the people that I have met are, they would love to spend all their time on the creative side of things and then, you know, leave the technology for someone else to figure out and hopefully even run it for them. Yep. Do you find, do you find that a lot with your clients? Yeah. So good question again. Um, so I, I started in the architecture space. I figured out how to build stuff, figured out the programs. And then after being around so many successful entrepreneurs in so many industries, I started to see the strategy. I started to go, okay. Then I started to say, I'm actually pretty good. So. Um, the strategy is where most people start. And I think it's the very most important, but I'm also a phenomenal architect. So that one, two punch allowed me to help people, uh, de- you know, depending on where they are, some people need, most people need both, but everybody definitely needs some strategy because they just get overwhelmed with it for sure. And how do you, or how do your clients, um, uh seek uh, or measure ROI, you know, in terms of what returns are they getting uh, for their investments uh, with you? And and how do you do it for them? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, when you build a full sales funnel, um, like I said, I don't do the ads. So a lot of times the people who de- do ads, you know, I may not see it again. But when it's email marketing, um, it's not even, all, and this may sound weird, it's not even always about what kind of dollars am I seeing right away. When people understand the missing link in their digital marketing, they understand by having this, I'm going to see a bigger list, a more engaged list, and more money. So I don't get into ROI conversations with clients near as much as you would think. So mm-hmm. with Facebook ads, it's a different animal. So it becomes very granular with the data. And I don't like it for that and a bunch of other reasons. I don't want to do with it. I find that when clients get really upset, when I look back over the last few years, it generally has something to do with ads. And when clients are generally patient forever and very great, it has something to do with the front end design, the strategy or the back end. So that's why I'm like, I'm going to do stuff I like that the clients like and stay away from the stuff that causes me pain. So, And, you know, there's also this growing breed of uh, Facebook coaches out there that talk about organic growth. You know, yep. they're, all, they're all over Facebook and Instagram and and, you know, it, it's, it's personalities, right? There could be a coach who's really serious into what they're looking to deliver. There could be somebody who's very frivolous, you know, who's all about, okay, how does my hair look? Or did you, did you eat cake for desert today? You know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but then they have a following too. And, uh, yeah. and some of them, just with these conversations, they're able to build, uh, groups on Facebook. And then that's, that's the group. Those are the groups of thousand, two thousand odd people that they dip into again and again in terms of selling whatever they have to sell. Yep. And, 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 you know, um, you know, I always take whatever a coach says with a grain of salt. Um, but there's a lot of them that talk about uh, immense success that they find through organic, uh, sales without yep. really spending the dollars on advertising. Yep. Uh, what, what's your experience been with that? Yeah. That's, that's my world a hundred percent. So. Um, my business is powered by something that I call the, um, social proof blueprint that will be a future product offering. Because when I really sat back and said, how am I growing this business without spending any money on ads? I, I said, okay, um, organic growth is, is what it is, but how does that happen? I'll tell you from a high level, a, you know, a piece of it is passive, um, passive customer feedback, right? Testimonials, video written. I've got a hundred plus on Upwork that really gave me a huge advantage in the world I do. It's just like, I don't need to tell you how good I am. Just go look at the reviews. If you want to work together, let's work together. So that, that's been a really powerful thing. So you've got those, uh, those passive, um, you know, that passive social proof. Um, I've been podcasting for years. Uh, this brand's been pushing content for years. We've got hundreds of blogs, hundreds of podcast episodes. 
uh, we're all over social media. You Google intentionally inspirational. There's pages and pages of stuff. So that social proof piece is there, uh, which attracts people because people seldom find you in one location and make a hiring decision there. Everybody I talk to say, Hey, how'd you find, how'd, how'd you find me? They usually hit me, you know, researching on three different platforms. Found me on LinkedIn, checked me on an Upwork, found me on Active Campaign, Certified Consultant Directory. Now we have a phone call. So it's interesting because that customer journey to get on my counter is very rarely one place. Sometimes it's four or five or six. So that's a piece of it. And then I'll say active um, social proof is the other thing. And that is repeat business referrals. When I've had people send me emails and say, we've never met, but I know so-and-so, go ahead and invoice me for this. I want you to do what you did for them for me. Like, you're telling me that you want to pay me and we haven't even talked? That's awesome. So for that reason, um, you know, social proof and organic marketing is very powerful because it is literally my experience. Does it happen overnight? Absolutely not. Um, just build it. The best thing I did is building up all those reviews on Upwork plus continuously posting valuable content through the blog for years. And I didn't see anything come from it for two, two and a half years, but there's definitely a tipping point. And I was like, okay, now I feel like I'm building momentum. And you take that and you make yourself less available because I'm one person and everybody wants my time. Not everybody, but the demand's pretty high, personally, professionally, et cetera. So the less available you become, the more people want to work with you. It's it's that supply and demand thing. It's not the it's not a game. It's just uh I've gotta have control over my time and it just makes you uh it gives you the ability to charge more money and keep booking out your calendar. So it's uh it's a beautiful thing. If I did paid ads right now on top of what I was doing, um I would throw up from the stress of how am I gonna fulfill all this? I don't have the infrastructure ready to go. So that's my biggest stress in the world is infrastructure. Um, so I've got my wife and another team member training on Active Campaign now to help with some of that there for sure. So. What kind of a team is supporting you right now? So I've got a team of uh, freelancers. I've worked with some of them for years and years. Um, got people that write our blog content, do all our editing, all our distribution, social media. Um, we've got somebody doing all my PR. You were contacted by some of my team for this mm -hmm. opportunity here. Thank you, by the way. Um, so anything people can do to let me do what I do best is the focus. Uh, now it's transitioning into, I need help with what I do now as well. So, oh, uh, you mentioned your podcast. So can you talk a little bit about that? You do you still do it? I st <laughs> you couldn't tell by looking, but I still do it. Uh, it's called the intensely inspirational marketing talk podcast. It's the longest title in the world. It wasn't my, my uh, goal, but I seem to be good at that. And I've just done a horrific job this year. It's all my fault of distributing. Right. I used to have a podcast manager years ago. It was great. I'd record, give him the stuff and stuff goes out. But then I tried to have my son do it and he get busy with stuff and it wouldn't get done. And it's just, it doesn't get out because of me. I've got, I don't know, 10 episodes ready to go. And I used to release an episode a week and I'm lucky to get one out a month now. So I'm failing terribly right now, but I'm going to hire another podcast person to help me get this stuff out on audio and video. But too, it's still alive. Uh, my co-host Brandon and I still talk. It's just uh, I've been hammering down this year on selling and fulfilling, just bread and butter, blocking and tackling. So awesome. Yep. Now, uh, one of the things that you mentioned was uh, programs, right? Coaching programs. So, what kind of programs do you offer? Yep. Yep. So I just one coaching program. It's one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, and I'm really focused on mindset, marketing, and motivation. Kind of the things that I'm really, really strong at. 
and helping people get through whatever hump they're in. So, you know, you can't get past six figures a year. Well, let's, let's figure out why. Uh, and we're going to dive into it. A lot of people, it's amazing. I have some very successful clients who make a ton of money, but they still struggle with the most basic mindset stuff. They'll say stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? You have a following of 8 million people that love you. What are you talking about? But people are, they struggle with it. So um, those are things that, that I'm really, really strong with. I don't struggle with mindset stuff hardly at all. I just, I've always had a very ferocious mindset. And my mindset is, if I feel like my back's against the wall, uh, I get pissed off and then I get stuff done. So I just, uh, I fight and it works well for me. So That's pretty awesome. So Jason, uh, where do people find you? You know, for those that are interested in uh, learning more about either your podcast, your programs, where can they go and find more information? Yep. Intentionallyinspirational.com. That's kind of the front porch for anything that you need. Or if you're on Facebook, we've got a group called Funnel Building for Profit where we do some teaching and talking and stuff there as well. Well, this has been great, Jason. There's a lot, uh, you know, this is a little different. I've seen people who have uh, digital agencies that do Facebook ads, Instagram ads, you know, digital marketing, that kind of stuff. But somebody who's doing funnel building and, uh, you know, active email campaigning and all that, uh, that that's pretty awesome. And uh, it's a refresher <laughs> you know, for, 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 for a lot of people. So thank you for doing that. No problem. Today. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, one takeaway for the listeners, anything that you'd like to share with them? Yeah. Um, I always just want to give people a word of encouragement. If you have a dream, go after it. Um, and, and let me, def- let me talk about that a little bit. Um, if you're in a job and you want to start a business, I would say keep the job that pays your bills. Don't make the mistake I did. Keep the money that pays the bills. And instead of, you know, screwing around in your spare time, focus, put, even if you have an hour a day, put that into something that scratches that creative itch, you know, that gives you that hope because life's short. You know, you don't want to get to the end of it and have regrets. So go after your dreams and, you know, be smart about it, too. That's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. And uh, hope to keep in touch. Absolutely. I hope you liked that episode and are enjoying all the episodes in Plan B Success podcast. I'd encourage you to go subscribe on your favorite platform, whether it's any listening platform or YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so that you enjoy this content and extract from it what serves you best, what benefits you in your own life, personal, professional, business, whatever it might be. PlanB.Live is the website where you can go in order to find any episode that you would like to listen to. Three times a week, we release episodes, the first being an inspiring interview with someone who's done it, been there, done that and can inspire you to go after what you want to achieve. Every Monday, that's the episode that gets released. And then on Wednesdays and Fridays, we pick a topic and we talk about it in order to benefit you in your personal and professional life. At the same time, if you're someone who's interested in learning more about these concepts, if you're someone who's interested in podcasting as well, go check out planbsuccessschool.thinkific.com That's where all the online courses are. You can learn and benefit from them there as well. There's a bunch of free courses. There's a bunch of paid courses. Start with the free ones. Get to learn what you aspire to learn. And if you want to delve deeper, then you can sign up for the other ones. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.